What's up, everyone? Welcome to the podcast. I'm your host, Isaiah Copon. It's July 29, 2022, and this is Lift and Learn episode 94. In this episode, I'll talk about how you can improve your health outside of the gym. This is a big one, especially these days, because some people don't want to go back to the gyms after the pandemic, and not everyone has time to dedicate to the going to the gym every single day. And in the second topic for today... I'll talk about how you can balance strength training while playing other sports throughout the week. Before that though, I'll talk a bit about what I've been up to lately, and that might include fitness related topics, and it might not. If you want to follow me, your host, on Instagram, it's isaiah.copon, and you can also check out my website, isaiahcopon.com. The podcast is on Instagram, at liftandlearnpodcast, on Twitter, at liftandlearnpod, and also on Facebook, you can just search Lift and Learn Podcast. With that being said, let's get into it. If you're listening to this episode, I'm currently in California on vacation, but I pre-recorded this episode because I'm not missing any more weeks of the podcast, alright? I got a special request, and we'll relate this to health and fitness later on, don't worry. So now that I've played more than zero games of softball this year, I just recently got a question. How the hell do you hit the ball to the damn outfield? Or at least hit to get on base. It's a little bit harder for the ladies, honestly, than the guys. And it's not just because they might not have as much power as the guys do, but the whole field shrinks a little bit when it's a girl at bat. When there's a guy batting, he has all the green in the world. The defense is playing in their normal position. There's a lot more space to hit the ball safely. Now, when a female comes up to bat, you see it. The outfield comes in. There's less space for the ball to squeak through or to find an open area. As opposed to when a guy hits, they can hit those little bloopers. There's a lot of space out there. One of the things to remember is to not put all of your focus on hitting the ball strictly to the outfield. Thinking this way, that could change your bat swing a little bit. I mean, I played AAA baseball growing up, and I was not a good hitter at all throughout my career. Towards the end there, I wasn't really good at anything. That's why I stopped. But don't focus on strictly hitting the ball to the outfield. That means your swing mechanics could be thrown off a little bit. You might be giving the ball a bit of an uppercut swing, which means you'll probably just hit a pop fly that someone could easily catch. You need to have a level swing, like uh, pretty much parallel to the ground. Those are the ones that'll get through if you hit them in the right places. Of course, the best way to improve your hitting is to practice hitting more, but you have to practice the right way. If you go to a pitching machine place, those batting cages, you have to remember to practice the right way, okay? So what this means is with this level swing that I'm talking about, powering through the baseball. Also, sometimes if you're super focused on swinging the bat as hard as you can, that could be another error if you're like missing that hand-eye coordination, I guess, like you're not watching the ball. So yeah, you want to swing hard, but you don't want to swing to the point where you're taking your eyes off of the ball. That leads into the next point. Don't take your eyes off of the ball. All right. So level swing, swing hard, but not as hard as possible because you don't want to take your eyes off the ball. You have to watch your bat hit the ball as you swing. Those are pretty much the most important things to know. 
that's what my coaches were trying to drill into me all of those years, but I always forgot the eyes on the ball part because I was always so focused on swinging hard, which is why I sucked as a hitter when I played baseball growing up. Don't compare yourself to others also. There's other ways to make an impact out there, like defensively, that's always super important to stop the other team from scoring however you can. Even just one out can make a huge difference. What'll help the most if you're focused on hitting the ball harder and with a little bit more consistency is really just practicing. That might mean going to the cages more, like I just said, or even just working on your swing in the backyard or something like that. It's the same thing I do with golfing, which has definitely paid off. Something that could also help, just like if you're learning to squat, could be mobility work. Swinging a bat, there's a lot of rotation there. That's something we don't do in our regular day-to-day movements, rotating at the hip. That's where the power comes from. But it also comes from the lower body also, so from that leg drive. I learned that from a young age. Because our daily life lacks that rotation work, it would be good to strengthen that in your spare time. Again, even just 5-10 to minutes daily can make a huge difference. And probably the last tip, something minor when you're actually up to bat at the plate, take the first pitch. Don't swing at the first pitch. Just so you can see the trajectory of the ball, you can get your timing right. That's what I've found playing softball. So you might not swing at the first pitch, but you have to act like you're going to. You step up to the plate, focus, get into your regular stance, time exactly when you're going to hit the ball basically when you swing your lead foot should also take a mini step that's what gets your swing started basically so for the first pitch figure out the timing you need for the next pitch that way you can figure out where to stand with the tendencies of the pitcher's throws and you can line up your bat to where it'll be in perfect position with your level swing so depending on where you are in the batter's box you might be able to Take that first pitch, and then you see where it goes. You can adjust where you stand in the batter's box. Relating this to someone, or if you're someone exercising in the gym, don't pay attention to what other people are doing, okay? Make sure that your own form is proper. It's going to pay off. It's like getting better at squatting. I mean, what's going to help the most is actually working on the squat, actually performing one. Getting down into the squat, that could mean holding on to something while going low in the squat. Same thing with swinging, just swing more and practice it. Alright, back to business this week. Training has been different this week. I was working in a 3-5 to rep range for a while there for a few months, but now I'm doing my exercises in the uh, 10-15 to range. Oh man, those first few days I was so sore because of this new style of training. It's more hypertrophy training, so-called, so the pumps are just stupid. It's more of the training I really need to focus on trying to gain some size this bulk here but it's still summer so i'm not trying to gain too much body fat right now no need to go like a full dirty bulk mode so let me just recap quickly some events from the past few weeks here my cousin came home she had to go to some weddings so we had a pretty big outing with the family to this asian or japanese place if i remember correctly in mississauga pretty damn good man We did have to make our own food though, so they bring you the meats, then you cook them on this little grill or whatever in front of you. That was great actually, wasn't expecting it to be, but it was. Solid meal there. And then, I got COVID. Still not sure exactly how I got it, but I got it. I started to first feel it when I went out golfing last week. I do this little nine hole course near me, I don't take a golf cart because it's only nine holes. So I carry my bag around with me for the two hours or however long it takes. 
Usually that's no problem, but on this day I was feeling exhausted and I wasn't sure why at the time. I was blaming the heat outside. It was super hot though. Later that day though, I was just really drained of energy, took a COVID test, bam, positive, just like that. This is now my second time getting it. I'm all better now though, but I had it in January also earlier this year. So the first day I was just knocked out. Like I probably slept for like 95% of the next 36 hours, but on the second day I could feel my energy levels starting to get back up. Continued slow progress there. Didn't go to the gym for about six days at the end of it all. By the fifth day though, I was able to work out a bit in the backyard, went outside, got some sun in, and that felt great, even though I just remember it being so hot. It was like at least 30 degrees Celsius that day. I just hit a little workout in the backyard with some resistance bands and no dumbbells over 30 pounds. And the seventh day, so a week after, I worked out a bit more intense, went to the gym with a mask on the whole time, pretty much was back to normal. Not completely normal though. My body was still recovering, so again, I'll need another few weeks for my cardio levels to be back to normal, but that's fine. Luckily, I am back in that higher rep range because I did notice some strength drops, which is to be expected, so I'll be easing into my training for probably most of August. See man, these setbacks, these are the annoying ones, but there's nothing you can really do, just have a good plan going forward and everything's going to be okay. I'm not too concerned, honestly. And right now, like I said at the beginning of the episode, I'm in California right now, probably chilling on the beach somewhere, visiting that same cousin over there, so I'll just talk about that trip on next week's episode. Not sure what we have planned for the week though, right now, besides some outlet shopping and probably hitting up a baseball game. Question 1. How to improve your health outside of the gym? I had COVID this past week, like I just talked about, so this is something that I've just had to deal with. I wasn't able to go to the gym this past week or so, and July has been super busy, so I haven't even been close to keeping up with my, you know, my regularly scheduled gym days, but it's been fine. And that's because there's so many other ways to improve your health even outside of the gym. It's not just about getting into the gym, leaving when you can't walk or move your arms. I mean, that's what I see a lot on social media though. But that's because the crowd over there is mostly young people. I hate to say that I'm part of the older crowd now. More experienced, that's what I like to say. I've been through all of that already. And I've been in this game for over 10 years now, so I'm wiser. I like to think that at least. So if you're someone who's looking to improve your health outside of the gym, there are countless ways to do so. I'll outline a few simple ones for you because the gym isn't the end-all be-all when it comes to improving your health. The first one, which I talk about pretty often on here, that's just to go for walks. This one helped me when I couldn't go to the gym during the height of the pandemic scare two years ago, and also last week while I was recovering from COVID. It's an easy form of movement and exercise that pretty much everyone can do, which is what makes it so beneficial. Getting some kind of movement in, as opposed to being stuck in the house, definitely helped me and will help anyone trying to break out of a slump. It helps when it comes to improving your health and well-being, especially if it's a nice day out. Having some skin exposed helps your body absorb that vitamin D from the sun. The sun is the ultimate source of energy out there. Don't forget that. Take advantage of it when you can. Something else that's very easy to do, you don't even have to go outside or even move for this one, and that's meditation. 
This is great for your own mindset, reducing cortisol, inflammation in your body, and stress in your life. It might not seem like it'll do anything, but it can actually be very useful for everyone. It definitely makes you more self-aware. I've experienced this with my own practice. You're able to just get rid of negative emotions you might have. Nowadays, they have apps that'll help you meditate, so they'll teach you how to do it. They'll guide you through it. It'll play some of that calming music also. They have books at the library if you want to go that route also. Meditation really helps me since my mind is running all the time thinking about what to do next. It just really calms me down, grounds me, and just reduces the clutter going on in my head. Because it does calm you down, you could find that it helps lower blood pressure and has actually been shown to increase heart health. Next up, something that could improve your health, of course, that's mobility work. This is important, but can be a little boring to think about or to go and actually do. Again, I like to get outside to do this, so I'm getting under the sun, getting some color too, which is great. And you can treat it kind of like a meditation session as well. It's like a stretch for your whole body. You might find it boring. I get that all the time, but there's just so many benefits to doing it. Your movements become smoother, more fluid, your range of motion increases, your pain in certain areas start to decrease or just go away altogether if you really target the right areas. So in the end, it'll actually help you with gym performance. That's what, you, that's what I always think about. Common injuries are places like the lower back, the knee, even the shoulder. You can find mobility exercises for pretty much every area on your body on YouTube. I remember even when I had my thumb injury, I was doing like hand mobility drills off YouTube when I got bored. I was just sitting at my desk at home and I would do that. Everyone can benefit from doing mobility drills to relieve whatever area of any soreness or any lack of range of motion or control you have in those areas. Also, remember to target the surrounding areas as well, not just the affected area. That's a pretty good tip there. Next one, this one's underrated here, and that's going out with your friends or your family, being with your loved ones. When I talk about improving health, this is one that definitely gets overlooked in our society since we're always on the move, always thinking about work or working as much as possible. This was one of the huge problems during the pandemic. We couldn't really be with family. We had to live in isolation and in reality that caused everyone's health to take a decline because we were missing out on that part of life. That's a reason why our mental health took a nosedive there. In terms of our well-being, being with friends and family is just so beneficial. Studies have shown this. This isn't just some random facts I'm making up. They've proven this. Being with family gives you a sense of purpose and even increases how long you'll be living. Of course, if you're not in the gym, maybe you still don't want to go back to the gym post-pandemic, which is fine. I have a bunch of clients who just work out from home or do other activities instead of just going to the gym, lifting four to six days a week. Just doing something, anything active you enjoy, this could mean anything, power walking, biking, hiking, whatever it is. The list is endless here. Find something you enjoy doing or something interesting to you. That might mean trying something completely new to you, which is great. Anything that gets you up off of a chair or lying down from a bed, that's going to be great for you in terms of staying in shape and staying healthy. Quick mention to the obvious ones also. Outside of the gym, something that'll help you improve your health, of course, there's sleep. So improving that, that's going to be key. Try to get good quality sleep. Around seven to nine hours of good sleep, that means not being on your phone an hour before bed at least. 
cutting off the electronics early if possible that can help with sleep, uh, sleep quality. It's not just about the number here. Put it away around an hour before bed and see if that makes a difference for you. Also, diet. Don't forget that one. That might be the most important thing on here. Your diet should mainly consist of whole foods. That's what's going to be the most positive change to your diet and therefore your health. Well-balanced meals are going to be best, so some carbs, the veggies are important as well, and a good protein source. It's good to have a wide variety of foods so that your gut microbiome is broad enough to keep you healthy and working its best. And last but not least, water. Hydrate yourself, of course, especially if it's summer for you right now. Most people, including myself, I mean, I've got to put myself in there, we tend to just go most of our days without paying much attention to this. Again, this is another key to staying healthy. Water is used for pretty much every function in your body, even brain health, so that's important to keep track of. A good tip there is to have a big jug with your water needs for the day. Have that right near you wherever you're working, on your desk or whatever. Sip that throughout the day. If you do most of these things I just mentioned, you're doing a pretty good job, even without access to the gym. You can still get yourself in good shape. You can still be healthy without the need to have access to a gym. You just have to make proper use of your spare time. Question two, how to balance strength training and sports. Okay, so first off, a little more background here. The person that asked this question plays sports twice a week already. He's in a basketball league, which is more competitive, and then also playing other sports like tennis or roller hockey. It just depends on what he feels like doing. Fortunately, I have a bit of experience here. I do something pretty similar, and I've trained clients who are also into this sort of thing. I had to advise someone about this not too long ago, someone from high school who I've noticed was just so worn down because they were playing all different kinds of sports during the week while still hitting the gym on most days of the week also. The generic answer I can give you here, since I can't talk to this person directly, the smartest thing to do, I think, going forward is to have two or three days of lifting and then you can still do your sports once or twice a week. You're going to be fine with something like this, a schedule where there's balance. It's great being active, trust me, I know, but if you're not giving your body the chance to recover, that could be a problem over time. If you're not fully recovered and then you have some championship or playoff basketball game, something serious, you might not perform your best and that chance of injury just increases a little bit, which could lead to months of recovery and other negative health issues. I've been through that multiple times in the past and so have some clients who have come to me after the fact. Think about what your true focus is here. If you're in season when you're playing basketball, then that should be your main focus. On non-game days, the priority becomes recovery, so that means not setting PRs in the gym. Now, that's a completely different mindset when it's off-season, though. That's when your focus could shift to working harder in the gym, pushing your limits a little bit with strength and performance. But remember that it doesn't always have to be balls-to-the-wall max effort for every single thing you do. You might find that it's not sustainable over time. You don't want to get to a point where you're pushing your body too far, that means playing sports two or three days a week and then lifting every day. For most people, that's way too much stress on your body and you're not giving it enough time to recover. At the same time, you may be under eating unless you're someone who's really on top of everything you're doing. Even in this case, it might be too much stress for your body to handle, which could lead to sickness or injury. 
So ideally, if you're playing sports throughout the week, find that balance for yourself. For most people, what I found is if you're someone who plays sports twice a week, it'll be good to do two, maybe three lifting days in the gym, depending on how intense those sports days are. If you're casually playing sports, you might find that you can handle doing three lifting days on top of it. But if you have a more serious sports schedule, then easing up and lifting maybe once or twice a week will be more than enough for you. Listen to your body throughout this whole process, though, and think about what your current focus is. You can't just be focused on performing your best for those sports sport days all the time and then also thinking to yourself that this is also a time where I want to lose 20 pounds and then gain 50 pounds on my bench press. There's a lot of conflicting goals there, so focus on one goal at once and get after it. Make sure you make good use of those off days from the gym and sports though completely focused on recovery, so light active exercise still on those off days. Mobility drills, maybe some meditation and visualization drills will also be beneficial in this case. And that concludes episode 94 of the podcast. Thank you for listening. If you really enjoyed the episode or my podcast as a whole, then please leave a review and comment on iTunes or whatever your choice of podcast platform is. Also, if you haven't already, you should hit that subscribe button because I'll be releasing episodes every Friday. If you want to follow me, your host, I'm Isaiah.Copon on Instagram, and you can also check out my website, IsaiahCopon.com. If you want to follow the podcast, you can check out at Lift and Learn Podcast on Instagram, and there's also a Facebook page if you just search Lift and Learn Podcast. <laughs>